0: Hello and welcome to The Right Fight Podcast, a conversation about living a loving life. I'm Reg Lloyd, and we are having a conversation with Kenny Vaughn, the author of The Right Fight. Kenny, in your first chapter, you open with the ice cream story, and I've heard that story three to four times, if not more, and every time I hear it, it's still entertaining, but it's also very insightful. Uh, What's entertaining is, is me getting a picture of you actually sucking the ice cream out of the radio controls. That was, uh, that was some fast thinking. Can you retell that story for us and what maybe that taught you?
1: Yeah. And it looked way worse than it sounds <laughs> as you can imagine, but, um, quickly leading up to that story. So my kids were a few years before this. So I'm starting, I'm starting to become more aware of why I'm doing what I'm doing, why I'm doing what I'm, what I'm doing. And what's becoming of that, and and confronting it. I think a lot of time, I think I, many times, if I would have asked myself, I'd have known. I just didn't want to ask myself because I didn't want to know, because I because it would reveal my own selfishness. But the kids were a little bitty one time, like maybe two and four or five, and we were in the garage. I cleaned the garage. Like if you watch my Instagram, every video is in the garage, right? So I cleaned my garage floor with some uh, dishwash soap. Well, I don't know if you've ever done this, but if you get dishwashing soap on the concrete in the floor, you rinse it off. You, it's a never-ending rinsing process. So the bubbles just, they never stop coming. And so I, I'm figuring it out at this time, and I finally get most of it rinsed out, rinsed off. I walk away for a second. I come back, and the faith and grace got half a bottle of dishwashing liquid oh, on the... No concrete floor and they're scrubbing. So in their mind, <laughs> they're, they're helping. helping dad clean the garage floor. In my mind, this thing's going to be bubbling for the next 30 years every time I try to hose this down. Yeah. So I immediately just get steamed, you know, and I fuss at them for in that man of course they drop their stuff and run away crying and and I know it's selfish, but I'm trying to justify it. So that that was the kind of the kickoff to the, the ice cream run that happened. You know, even a couple of years before, mm-hmm. all of this is unfolding as I'm beginning to realize how I'm supposed to love my family or what it means to love my family. And I definitely want to love my family, but I'm realizing I'm failing to love my family because I'm loving other things mm-hmm. or myself, and I can't love both. I got to love one or the other. So what happens is. We I'd had this old truck and we did ice cream runs. My mom did them with me when, when I was a kid. So, and all three of us, was like, you know, middle of the night, be like ice cream or French fries or whatever, you know. So it was just a, I don't even know why. But as a kid, in the middle of the night, jump up and go get some ice cream. It was, it was just incredible. We loved it. So we did it with the kids. Every time we did it, they spilled ice cream in my truck. It was no big deal. Well, kind of a big deal. But, but I got over that. That wasn't hard, you know. It wasn't, didn't cost me that much. It was an old truck, 10 years old. I cleaned it up big deal. It smelled a little better. Then I made a, made the mistake of getting a new truck, right? And I didn't even think of any of this, but I get the new truck and I get it home. And my first thought, not first, but early on in the thinking process was, uh-oh, what about the ice cream runs? You know? I mean, this is 100% guaranteed. there's 100% guarantee. There's no way they're not going to spill ice cream in my truck. Because your kids are young. Yeah. So now instead of two and four, they're like, I think face probably seven or eight and Grace and maybe five or six, and then Kennedy's you know, three or four. So, yeah, it's it's there's just no possible way to pull this off. So I'm just like, we're not doing it. It's a no brainer. Like, huh, like no way. Mm-hmm. I mean, this thing's it's brand new, right? Like brand it's, it's spotless, smells you know new car smell, all that good stuff. But how do I tell them that yeah. without sounding selfish? So you know, we talked about self-aware a while ago. I mean. I mean, I'm self-aware to the extent I know this is selfish, but sometimes I'm not self-aware enough to know why I'm to ask myself why I'm doing what I'm doing and actually do something different, right? So there are levels of awareness that we need to come to, so that we can make better decisions. But what I did was I just I just told him, hey, look, you know, Dad's got a new truck. Um, We got to take care of it. You know, it's got you know you like how it smells too, right? And so I'm sorry, but we're not going to be doing any more ice cream runs. Look, I'm self-aware enough to know that was selfish when I said it, but I'm justifying it, okay? And and, and while I'm just throwing this in there, love is just. It doesn't need justification. It is just in and of itself. Fear needs justification. Selfishness needs justification. My fear, my truck getting messed up, so I'm making a selfish decision to love my truck, not my kids. And And so I'm justifying it with take care of the truck. Well, that lasted for a little while. And every now and then, you know, kids come running out. Hey, let's do an ice cream run or something. You know, they just literally forgot, and they throw it out there and then face, like, Dad, and remember Dad's new truck? We can't do it. And I see the deflation. Mm -hmm. And I'm self-aware enough to know it's my fault. I'm the problem here because I feel like, you know what, because we're not doing the ice cream runs because of my truck. Like, I know that's wrong, but I don't care that it's wrong. I care about my truck. So we stayed that course for a while until I couldn't take it anymore. And, and I'm, I'm learning that I need to try to love my kids. So I'm like, what can I do? You know, what, what, how can I solve this problem? And um, they know, I just thought, you know what, let's get some towels. And so I, I, I bought some black towels to match the black carpet. And I went to them and I said, guess what? We're gonna get to do an ice cream run. But here's the deal. like We're gonna get in the truck and we're gonna put some towels in the seats Kids are going to get in the seats. We're going to put some towels in the kids' laps. And then we're going to go get them. His towels everywhere. You can't even really see them back there. And it, go get the ice cream because I know they're going to spill it, but all i got to do is wash the towels. Also, before we left, I gave them the long, responsible speech, you know, about taking care of your nice stuff, and we're going to be careful and not spill the ice cream. So we did the ice cream run, and it's flawless. Like, who needs the towels? Like, not a drop anywhere. We pull up to the garage, open the garage door. I'm pulling in the garage. As the garage, you know, garage I'm pulling in. And Reggie, like, kid you not, man, a big chunk of ice cream and melted ice cream comes flying. Like, this has never happened. I'm I'm used to spills, not launches. Flying between the two seats in the front. Tammy's sitting there. I'm sitting there. Onto my dashboard. Mm -hmm. And my first thought is they threw it. Like... I mean, how else did it come flying through the truck? Like, I mean, I know what you did. I don't even have to ask. I know what you did. You threw the ice cream. And so immediately I turn around, and I'm looking like a lion, right? I'm about to just rip everybody to shreds. Grace is sitting there holding this empty cup, scared to death. And Grace is my one that if if I fuss at her, she hides under the bed for three or four hours. You know, face would just fuss back at me. But Grace, you know, i got to be careful, so... Anyway, she she's holding an empty cup of ice cream. faith saying, I didn't do it. Kennedy's standing on the floor, and I'm, I'm about, like, I would have already let it all go, but I remember, you know, the garage floor. I'm remembering where I'm learning about love. I'm, I'm remembering about that love always seeks the truth, and the truth's normally hidden, just meaning that I'm willing to ask why before I assume. You know, I, I always think I know the answer, but I'm not always right. And if I am right and I ask it, I, can, I can just learn the truth. And if the truth is always right, I can still do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Right. So, but it's hard to ask why whenever you're so frustrated. I turn around for a brief breather. And that's when I saw that ice cream running down my dashboard and onto my radio buttons. And my last truck literally had sticky radio buttons from a Coke that got up there. So, when you push down, you know, and it was number one, like my favorite radio station, and I wouldn't redial it. Right. So, every time I hit it, It would stick down. I'd have to hit it multiple times just to get it to let go. That ice cream's running behind those buttons, and all I'm thinking is, no. Like, no, no, no. And I have no idea what to do. But all I know is that ice cream can't get behind those buttons, And it was just spontaneous. I just wrapped my lips around those radio buttons, and I started sucking the ice cream out of there. Like, I'm just sucking as hard as I can, button to button, man. I'm getting it all. (laughs) And it's working. And uh, so no no ice cream on the towels, by the way. It's all on the dashboard. But in sucking that out of there and then looking at Tammy, looking at me like, have you lost your mind? Like, what? What in the heck? And everybody in the whole truck cab is just waiting. What's dad going to do? What's dad going to say? And I'm trying to control myself. And that's when it all just hit me like a ton of bricks, you know, that what I had learned about love, that that love always Mm. asks why, you know, and then it's why we do what we do that matters. And, and, And listen, if they actually threw it to mess up my truck, That would require a completely different response. You know, if they were doing that, I need to love them enough to discipline or do whatever I need to do to make sure they don't do that because them doing things like that is going to wreck their life. But if they didn't mean to do it, I didn't need to treat them like they threw it. So I just asked Grace, Grace, and it wasn't easy to do, by the way, and I probably didn't look real nice asking her. I'm sure I still had the scowl and all that stuff. But, Grace, what happened? And she started crying, and she said, Daddy, I promise – I did my best, you know, and I did everything I could not to spill the ice cream. I even took Kennedy's cup, and I was holding his, too, so he could get out of his car seat. But then, you know, Dad, you told him to do the front flip out of the car seat, and he did the front flip out of the car seat, and when his heel came around, it hit my cup, and the ice cream went flying. And so she did did nothing Mm -hmm. that I was about to respond to. And so I was going to fail, and this was the crazy thing, Reggie. Like, if you ask me, do I love my truck or do I love my daughter? Like, I'm going to tell you I love my daughter, and and I'd have told you that then. But that was not what I was about to do. Do you understand? Like, I can tell you I love my daughter, but if you want to know if I love my daughter, you probably need to ask her. And me loving my daughter means I don't love my truck. So if something happens and my truck gets messed up, and my daughter didn't mean to do it, and nothing selfish she did that led to that, so be it. Right? She doesn't so so I do what's best for my daughter, not what's best for my truck. And so that as that happened, and then I guess the the radical shaking within me was when that was over and that night and the next day and the days after was. Thank you, Jesus. Mm-hmm. For helping me get past me yeah. and my and what I want in my truck and me 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 me, so I'm not living with the regret of what I would would have done by ripping her to shreds and screaming and hollering or whatever selfish things I wanted to do would do. And 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 listen, people can they'll, they'll often forget what you say and they'll forget what you do, but they rarely forget how you make them feel. And. How I was about to make my, not just grace, but everybody in the truck feel about ice cream runs, wouldn't have been pretty. And it would have been all mine.
0: Yeah, I think (laughs) you expressed (laughs) that extremely well in your book when you said, my immediate reactions to the spill were anger, selfish pride, and fear over what the spill would cost me in messing up the truck. The truth is that I was about to chip away at the self-esteem and trust of my children. I was about to model the poorest example of love and self-control for them, and I was about to compromise our relationship and our memories over a little ice cream that had accidentally spilled in the new truck. Right. I think every one of us could relate to that. Harming or not acting in love with people that we want to love the most or should love the most.
1: Yeah, and, and we do it all the time. Like, I still do it all the time. Okay. I, I, I barely got that one right, like barely. I, don't, I mean, I did the right thing, but it probably didn't look like I was, you know what I mean? I didn't look right, like they knew I wasn't happy, right. all that good stuff. But, um, but here's the, here's the like, most beautiful part of all of it is, is that we get it wrong sometimes. But if we have the courage to come back and repent, like to say, I'm sorry. Like had I had blown that, mm-hmm. um, like all of healing begins in, in two words, forgiveness, and repentance, or repentance and forgiveness, or whatever or you want to in. So because had I had, the, had I had messed that up and just come undone, the solution would have been to come back and just say, Daddy, sorry. Like that's some of the most powerful words I ever learned to say, and I never wanted to say that before. I was afraid to say that because that meant that, that people could disrespect me or they meant all these things. It means the opposite of that, mm-hmm. right? So, so when we come back after we've messed up and we have the curse to say we're sorry, not just with our words, but really mean it. Like I'm so sorry. And and we're gonna keep doing ice cream runs and you know, put daddy in timeout. <laughs> you know what I mean? Whatever, <laughs> you know, I'm putting myself in there. So so yeah, we try to we get it we get it right a lot more often when we're fighting to love instead of be loved. And when we mess it up, we become quicker to repent. And in that repentance a lot of times, um, even more healing can come and you can Teach your children or who it is you're loving how to also forgive and repent, you know. God can use it all.
0: That's a, that's a challenging story for all of us. It's a, it's a great way of uh, illustrating your point. Um, you also said just in that same chapter, fear always protects itself without regard for the truth or others. Then you said love always defends the truth. And others without regards for itself, and that's almost. I, I think that's similar to what, or at least I take it that way, is similar to what you said in the previous podcast that love is doing what's best for others without regard for yourself.
1: Yeah, and the and the here's what's like beautiful is if you like fear wants me to put myself first and defend myself. That's like like that's my instinctive reaction to. To just reflex almost right and usually what it does is it hurts hurts the people around me and then really wrecks me on the inside like like when i mishandle something like that with my children it it kind of wrecks me and it hurts them but if you're willing to seek the truth and it's hard to seek it but it's not hard to find it so just all i mean by that is like it's hard to get it's you have to humble yourself and be willing to, okay, you just slapped me upside the head, you just ran over me, you just messed my truck up, you just um, shamed me, you just did whatever you did. Um, it's The hard part is getting past that to say, I'm willing to seek the truth and ask why you did it. Just ask why, instead of just hitting back, right, or getting even or whatever it is you want to do. And if you ask why and you're willing to seek the truth, the truth becomes your best defense. So you don't have to defend yourself if you're willing to defend the truth because the truth will defend you as long as you're willing to go with it. So in this case, had I not asked why, my truth was they threw it. Mm-hmm. Right? I know. So it's all justified. But then I find out the truth is, yeah. no, they didn't. So that's wrecking me and hurting them. If I, when, But when we have the courage to ask why ahead of time, we can make a completely different decision for the right reason. And we follow the truth, and the truth defends us, and it, and it helps us help other people. And, and if, the, if someone else is not willing to acknowledge the truth, so if my kid said, I threw it and I'll throw it again, be like, well, now, now we're talking about no more ice cream runs. You know what I mean? And not because I don't want you to have ice cream runs, but because I'm not going to help you be or do that. Because you being and doing that, will totally wreck your life and it doesn't have to be a kid it can be a friend a spouse anyone in your family like you you don't have to defend yourself if you love them because loving them is doing what's best for them and it's your best defense you're never going to help them do selfish things for their own sake mm. does that make sense
0: yeah that makes sense that sounds like a a whole podcast in itself <laughs> yeah. you know that's that's something for us to unpack in the future yeah. for sure so how are your radio control buttons today?
1: They're lovely. They work. <laughs> and the carpet's is like brand new. Man. You never see it because, hey, all these years later, the towels are still. Go look at my truck right now. It's covered in towel. Hey, good for you.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, this will conclude episode three of the Right Fight podcast. Kenny, thanks again for taking time to share what you have discovered about how to live a loving life. Until next time.
1: Keep your eyes on the horizon, right? <laughs> Trust God's word no matter how know Thanks for listening to The Right
0: Fight Podcast. Make sure to check out Kenny's book, The Right Fight, for more on how to live a loving life. It's available on their website, shieldsofstrength.com, Audible, and all digital platforms. If you have any questions for the podcast, you can email support at shieldsofstrength.com and put podcast as the subject. And make sure to follow Kenny on Instagram and TikTok at John Kennedy Vaughn. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.